Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If a tree falls in a forest, does it really make a sound? And if a website changes overnight, did its previous homepage ever really exist in the first place? Because so much of our world is increasingly digital and ephemeral, it's not just a philosophical question, it's also a simple matter of history— That's why the Wayback Machine, which features snapshots of websites as they age and change, is such a fascinating glimpse into the dusty corners of the web. The Wayback Machine is a massive digital archive meant to preserve web pages that would otherwise be permanently lost to time. Without this hoard of data, every time a page was updated or deleted, it would simply vanish as if it had never been there. Mark Graham, the director of the Wayback Machine, noted in a 2016 Entrepreneur article that the average life expectancy of a web page is about 100 days. There are a multitude of reasons why these web pages disappear. Site creators move on to other projects, web hosting companies go bankrupt, or maybe the page is moved or replaced with new data and content. One place you may have seen the Wayback Machine's work? More than 11 million web pages referenced in Wikipedia articles have gone bad over the years. In other words, they now return a 404 or page not found error. Because they've been archived in the Wayback Machine, technicians there were able to edit those Wikipedia pages, so the references now point to archived versions of those defunct URLs. The Wayback Machine is the brainchild of Brewster Kale and Bruce Gilliatt, who also founded the Internet Archive, which is a digital library of websites, books, audio and video recordings, and software. Both projects are San Francisco-based nonprofits. Kale and Gilliatt also created Alexa Internet, which analyzes web traffic patterns and was sold to Amazon. Project Director Graham said via email they, Kale and Gilead, had started to archive web pages in 1996 and in 2001 launched the Wayback Machine to support discovery and playback of those archived web resources. And yes, the name was inspired by the 1960s cartoon series The Rocky and Bullwinkle Show. In the cartoon, the Wayback, W-A-B-A-C, machine was a plot device used to transport the characters Mr. Peabody and Sherman back in time to visit important events in human history. In a world where there are more than 1.7 billion websites, with the number climbing dramatically by the day, how can anyone possibly hope to catalog so many web pages? The Wayback Machine uses what are called crawlers, a type of software that automatically moves through the web, taking snapshots of billions of sites as it goes. Some of the process is automated, but many of the requests are generated manually by a network of librarians who prioritize certain types of sites that they think are important to preserve for posterity and for future generations. The crawlers don't capture every iteration of sites. The frequency of snapshots differs by the site's importance. Very significant sites might be recorded every few hours. Others might be logged weeks or months apart. Most aren't logged at all, so don't worry, that embarrassing fan website you made in high school is probably long gone by now. The Wayback Machine aims to capture snapshots of important content, say the breaking news headlines created by major media companies. Furthermore, it doesn't necessarily recreate the entire site, and it doesn't preserve the data in a way that you'd experience it with your browser. It may only capture a few images of a few pages and not preserve content that's linked to other sites outside of the domain. But on a more practical level, you've probably had the experience of clicking on a link on a web page and getting a 404 or page not found notation, and now you're wondering what was on the page originally. That's where the Wayback Machine can help. 
To use the Wayback Machine, go to archive.org web. Type the URL of the site you want to investigate in the Browse History search bar. In the results, you'll see a chronological bar graph that shows how many times the site was crawled and saved in a given year. Click the year, and below, you'll see a 12-month calendar with various dates highlighted. Blue highlights mean the site was saved properly. Red means it was not. Click one of the highlighted dates, and the site's snapshots will appear. Click on one of those snapshots, and just like that, you've traveled back in time to that older version of the site. If you want to make sure that a particular site is recorded to the archive, you can do so manually. Use the Save Page Now option to save a specific page once, but realize that doing so only saves that one page, not an entire website, and it doesn't guarantee that the site will be crawled in the future. And if content owners want their material excluded from the Wayback Machine, they can submit a request by sending an email to info at archive.org. Graham says that the most amazing thing about the Wayback Machine is that it exists at all, and how much of the public web it's able to preserve, given that it has such a small budget and team. They do use volunteers as well. He said, With more support, we can do an even better job of backing up more of the public web. Funding for the Internet Archive and the Wayback Machine comes from a combination of earned income from our subscription-based web arcing service, archiveit.org, major donors and foundations, as well as contributions from more than 100,000 individual donors. We love being able to give away our services and don't run ads on our web pages. He's sure that the Wayback Machine will become even more important in the future. Quote, As the nature of how people communicate and share information evolves, so too we will need to build technologies, processes, and partnerships to continue to do the best job we can to preserve as much of this public information as possible. All in support of the Wayback Machine's mission to help make the web more useful and reliable, and in particular, to help support journalists, activists, academics, historians, researchers, and the general public. Today's episode was written by Nathan Chandler and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other well-archived topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.